Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman alongside. Hey, is this the only you, with you? You got, a, got no audio? Is that mic two? Switch is on. Try two. Check, check. Check, check. Yeah, there hey, there I go. You, you, switched, you switched the wiring, remember? Your OCD? Uh, all right. Take two. Hi, this is Hill Hippie with you. Oh, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Thanks for listening. We got a little guest in the corner here. It's a T Rex. How are you doing, T Rex? <laughs> Awesome. How are you, EK? You running the boards? On daddy duty? Yeah, hiding in the background. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Oh, boy, we got a lot to talk about today, but hello. Thank you for listening. I mean, we're uh, getting like a 50% spike on subscribers from last week's episode. That's kind of awesome. That is wonderful to hear. So thank People you to like all our new listeners. People like blowjobs, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, little man? No, I'm not spinning you on that chair. You're going to puke. I don't want you to. I don't want you puking during my show. <laughs> no way. Okay. I'm sorry. They just triggered something, a story I heard today. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you for the new people, those who keep coming back. Thank you. But we are going to get into some spoilers today when it comes to Deadpool. So if you, you, know, if you haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet, uh, you may want to go instead, you know, listen to one of our older episodes. Just get on your own favorite podcast service, iTunes. What's the other one? Google. You know, I use CastBox myself. I mean, there's plenty of ways to get our show. Just search for Shock Monkey Radio. And uh, go listen to, like, our Cut It Out show or the, the uh, Bed and Breakfast show. Because yes. I think those are my two favorites in the last They are great. And if you're an old school like me and you don't use podcasts on your phone, you can always uh, look us up on your laptop or desktop computer at fxbgpublicradio.com. Shock Monkey Radio. And you will find our old shows. Yeah. I'll... <laughs> Spin me. Spin me. It's a, it's a chair. It's not a ride. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe we should charge admission. Well, maybe after the show, I'll spin for a while and give it, give it my own personal assessment. You got to promise to clean up the puke if he does. If I do, no, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna spin. Oh, see how, <laughs> forgot how fun that was. <laughs> oh, so thank you for listening. Please tell your friends uh, if you want. You can find us on Facebook. Look for Shock Monkey Radio Redux. You can, there's also FXBG Public Radio on on uh, facebook also there's my youtube channel search the madman lowercase and please go to patreon.com slash shock monkey radio and uh hopefully we'll get some videos up there for if you become like a what did i call it silent a silent partner silent partner you know it's three dollars a month just tip us for you know i'd appreciate it and we'll probably give you some crazy videos of this kid spinning a chair. $3 a month for four hours a month of entertainment or just laughing at my stupidity and the madman's or intelligence. Him. Whatever. There's there's some stupidity there. So we usually start with your weekend. How was your weekend, man? My weekend was great, man. How was yours? It was good. It was uneventful, and that's my favorite kind of weekend where nothing <laughs> crazy happens. Yeah, I had an uneventful weekend. I was attempting at one point to do uh, get some production work done as far as you know, housework, cleaning up my little personal cave, if you will, of where I lay my head at night. And <clears throat> I Cleaning your room, you mean? Basically, yes. Okay. I was trying to put a, an artistic spin on it. Thank you for busting my balls. You're welcome. So I put on this video in the background of this mycologist that I follow, a guy by the name of uh, Paul Stamets, him being interviewed by Joe Rogan. Okay. And this is a two-hour and 15-minute uh, podcast that they did video on. Uh-huh. And about 10 minutes into it, yeah, all production stopped. I sat down and started watching it like a drooling monkey. 
Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It was that good. If you're into the nerdy stuff like I am, and sp- specifically mycology and the breakthroughs of in mycology and psilocybin mushrooms and stuff like that, it's definitely worth a watch because this cat is – he may seem way out there, but he is one of the most intelligent people I've ever heard speak. Is this uh, – you want to lead into your Hill Hippie Garden? Might as well. I mean, I guess I gave the perfect segue into it. Yeah. Okay, so growing in the garden, more like tripping with the Hill Hippie this time, was uh, a theory that I heard on uh, from Paul Stamus talking to Joe Rogan about this. this. is a theory by this cat by the name of Terrence McKenna. It's called the Stoned Ape Theory. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Right, and it follows the evolution of mankind from uh, our... Uh, from primates to simian ancestry into the development of homo sapiens right and how in a period of somewhere between 200,000 to 2 million years and they had to give that big of a gap just because they really don't know when the doubling of the human brain happened that the human brain doubled in size given to human intelligence and this theory follows the idea that it was all because of psilocybin mushrooms mushrooms made us smart Mushroom tripping magic mushrooms made us smart, according to this theory. And it's uh, Paul Stamets even says this is an unprovable theory. That's true. And but the concept is that as we left Africa, us being uh, hunters at that point in time, we're following the herbivores. You know the large herbivores, hippos, elephants, and when you're they poop. They're big animals too, and they poop a lot. Yes, they poop a lot, and that's what you're looking for: footsteps and poop. And what grows out of large herbivore poop? Mushroom? Magic mushroom. Oh, okay. Any hippie will tell you that. If you're a poor hippie, you go looking for magic mushrooms in cow fields here in the United States. Because that's the biggest ones we got. Cows and buffalo, but there's not many buffalo left, unfortunately. So, as they're looking for these large herbivores to hunt and kill to get their meat source, they were eating these mushrooms. Because psilocybin cubensis is one of the most common uh, magic mushrooms out there. Right. They're large, very fleshy mushrooms. But even back then, don't you think there's somebody who's like, that's going on poop. Don't eat that. Even back then. Maybe. Maybe not. But you got to think, this happened over uh, multiple, multiple times over millions and millions of years of them eating these magic mushrooms. And they're primates. They couldn't talk. Right. They could, well, they could grunt and throw feces at each other. So they, they had no fear of feces because they'd t- pick it up their own feces and fling it. I guess. But the concept is that psilocybin in, a laborator- in laboratory studies has proven to cause neurogenesis, create new neural pathways, reduce the fear, uh, the fear factor in uh, the human brains. So the concept of this is that over these millions of years of us eating these magic mushrooms, these uh, psilocybin uh, mushrooms, that it's the neurogenesis expanded our brains, created new neural pathways, which allowed us to double our brain size and led way into the human brain as we know it, thus homo sapiens, thus this fucked up society that we live in. Uh, so uh, psilocybin? Uh, psilocybin, psilocybin, it all depends, potato, potato. Uh, I've heard people call it psilocybin. I have a bad habit of saying it myself. The mycologist I studied, Paul Stamen, says uh, psilocybin, so I need to correct myself and say that because you know, that's, this guy is the leading expert in the United States on psilocybin mushrooms. He literally wrote two or three books on psilocybin mushrooms alone. Yeah, I mean, um, I've done some research into this. I mean, I, I suffer from you know, major depressive disorder, and even though my medication does help me quite a bit. I, I still don't feel like cured or anything like that. Right. And so I've done a little research into the effects of psilocybin on depression. And uh, that's pretty promising. Unfortunately, I'm just not one of those guys who doesn't feel like tripping would be a good thing. 
Right, and they talk about microdosing, and let's make this clear. Shock, Money, uh, Shock Monkey Radio does not promote using illegal drugs in any way, shape, or form. Cover our asses. But... Yeah, let's talk about the science that exists. Right. It. Yeah. They have uh, promising studies that say it is good for uh, helping with PTSD. Uh, Paul Stamets himself talks about how he's used psilocybin mushrooms to cure his stuttering habit, a debilitating stuttering habit. And uh, instead of using the uh, psilocybin to trip, they... Uh, do what they call microdosing, taking extremely small amounts of uh, concentrated and yeah. Right, you just take the uh, so you don't trip, but you get the like effect. Exactly the, the, the neurogenesis. Effect, right, like you're saying it is like a five days on, two days off. So you're not doing it every day yeah. and getting uh, building up a tolerance to it. You're just getting that beneficial effect without the hallucinogenic response. Yeah, I know that like hallucinogens like psilocybin are very different for something like PCP. But if, somebody, yes. but if somebody said to me, I mean, it's almost at that level for me. If somebody <laughs> said to me, you know, you smoke PCP, it'll fix your brain, you know. No. <laughs> I, st- I still wouldn't do PCP. Right, right. But even then, I'm like, if somebody said, hey, you know, psilocybin, it's like, are, am I willing to risk it, you know? But, I mean, I guess in, in this country anyway, certainly in this state, it'd be a long time before something like that is actually. There is actually, and if you're interested in this topic, Look up the Joe Rogan experience uh, with Paul Stamets. It's a two-hour and 15-minute interview, but he goes across the gamut of many things, of how he's using mushrooms to uh, help with a diminishing honeybee problem because he found ways that— Colony collapse disorder? Yes, colony collapse disorder, exactly. And that's literally—I could take up the whole hour talking about this, so I will uh, skip it, but look it up. It's extremely interesting and fascinating work. He's actually patented this stuff. About how to uh, fix uh, colony, he's colony gone, collapse. He's, he's gone all Monsanto on it. Huh? Well, no, he's actually, he's uh, like United States, uh, China, the United Kingdom, I want to say Canada. There's three or four countries that he put out the patent for. The rest of the world, he's given it open source. But it's going to fix the honeybee problem. That's good. Because, I mean, that's important for all life on Earth. Really. All life on Earth. Yeah, so. And people don't understand how important those little annoying fuckers that sting you Really are. Oh, that's why I try not to fuck with them. It's like, look, man, you're important. I'm important. Back off. You know, right. people will swat at them. It's like, no, 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 no. If, if it gets to a point of them or us, we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> we are the biggest bane yeah, on this planet, exactly. not the honeybees. They do good things. All we do is create problems. Exactly. Oh. So, what are you drinking tea today? Again today? What are you drinking? Uh, this is a combination of black tea and a uh, ginger lemon zinger. Huh. And what's that? Is that like the ginger, le- that little vial there? Is that the Jim and Lender? Uh, no, this Lemon is, ginger? No, this is just an essential oil tea tree. Oh, okay. Uh, I work in construction, metal stud construction, and I'm not sure if it's the metal itself or the oil that they put on the metal, but whenever I'm cutting with the, uh, the circular saw or the grinding wheel, if you want to call it, there's a lot of sparks and dust that get on my arms, and whenever I do that, I break out in a rash. Oh, wow. And, and tea tree helps with the rash. Oh, 100%. I just put four or five drops in my Dang. forearms, and like yes, yeah. uh, this, when I got home, these bumps were humongous. Now you can see how much they've oh, received. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah just, the tea tree is great for it. Tea tree? Tea tree. Does that like help uh, clear, clear your pores? Uh, it's an oil, so oh, I probably not. That's pretty cool, man. Hippie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. Thank you for your approval. Well, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I think that there is some medicinal value to a drug like THC, tetrahydro, 
kind yes. of and all. Some medicinal value, but I mean, I think that there's far more medicinal value in things like psilocybin. That's another thing I uh, wanted to mention and I completely got off topic with. Uh, <clears throat> Paul was talking about how there are people in the FDA right now trying to get uh, psilocybin moved from Schedule 1 to Schedule 2, which if you don't, wow. know, if you don't know what that is, listener, uh, Schedule 1 is a drug that's considered to have no medicinal value at all. Crack cocaine, heroin, stuff like that. That's, exactly. That's, yeah. And a Schedule 2 is a controlled substance that has medicinal value, such as codeine, such as, I think, I'm not sure if THC is still considered Schedule 1 or Schedule 2. I think it's still Schedule 1 Prob- in, in, well, sta- in states like ours. Right, exactly. But uh, it, Even to the federal government, it's still Schedule 1. Yeah, I still find that hilarious. I can smoke weed li- uh, legally in Colorado. Well, <laughs> not really, because the federal government says you can't, so they can still arrest you for it. All right. Just hope it's a local cop that pulls you over. Exactly. Please be a state trooper. Please be a state trooper. <laughs> <laughs> if you get pulled over or accosted by a federal agent in one of these states that... Yeah, that just never happened to me. I've never been pulled over by the FBI. Ever. <laughs> by ATF. If never. that happens, yeah. you have incredibly bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a whole different set of laws. That oh, yeah. Don't resist. Don't put them on YouTube. Don't... Yeah, don't... No. Well, I'm well with their rights. Your best response is, yes, sir. Yeah, they yes, might... Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's the federal government. They might erase you. Yeah, raise you. They might put you in a place like Guantanamo Bay that no one's ever heard about. Yeah. Yay, Civil War. I know it was about slavery, but the federalism that birthed out of it and what the country became after it. Yeah, slavery's bad, but federalism's also bad. Uh, You know what? We did one great thing with uh, abolishing slavery. Thank God for that. Yes. And, you know, the Founding Fathers tried to make it to where we couldn't get the government that we got today. But our stupid asses that followed, well, we found a loophole and did it anyway. I don't want to get into a long Yeah, join the Whig Party. That's what I suggest. Oh, my. Well, damn, that's about 15 minutes of you talking about drugs. Sure. You hippie. No, I do. I get your point about psilocybin and its medicinal values. And we should look into this stuff. I mean, if it can help people like me, that'd be great. Right. And the more people that are out there that know about it and are willing to back it, the more, uh, the more it's going to actually happen. Where most exactly. people think, well, it's just a, it's a worthless party drug. You know, it's, I'm doing shrooms, man. No. If, you, if people are backing and say, you know what, this has some serious value, pop it up again. Mm-hmm. And uh, are willing to say, yeah, we want to see this support happen. The way that's happened with marijuana and THC then eventually yeah. it will happen. I mean, even THC is extremely slow in getting it to where it needs to be with its medicinal value and people, uh, the FDA accepting it. Oh, yeah. But eventually we will get there. You're such a hippie. All right. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to start talking about Deadpool 2 now. Did you see it? I did. Good. As long as I'm not spoiling anyone in this room. To hell with anyone else out there. Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> but seriously, if you don't want to get spoiled, you know, stop listening right now. Listen to it later after you've seen the movie. Go listen to one of our other funny shows. Yeah, like the one where we spoil, uh, put out and spoil alerts Infinity, and uh, yeah, Infinity, Infinity, War. Infinity War. If you've seen Infinity War, but you haven't seen Deadpool 2, go listen to that one where we spoil Infinity War. For 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a fan of suicidal Deadpool. No. 
You know why? Why? Because I've been suicidal. And somebody who cannot die, who wants to die, is the saddest fucking thing I have ever <laughs> thought of in my entire life. And I went to see Deadpool 2, and they hit me right out in the front with... Suicidal Deadpool. Yeah, it's like, I come to these movies to avoid these thoughts. <laughs> see, I, I've never been suicidal. And I went to a completely different place with that. The first thing that went through my head when he blew up and flipped off Wolverine as he was blowing up, <laughs> what came to my mind was, man, this was, Depeche Mode's going to make an album all off of the fact that you're suicidal and you can't die. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm not, I wasn't a fan of that. What I was a fan of was Domino. Oh, holy shit, is she hot. Extremely hot and extremely lucky. Yeah. And I'm not lucky, so there's no way I'd ever hook up a Domino. But, <laughs> but still, girl, damn. Damn. And, um, you know, it, it even makes up for the fact that they painted her up like a dog. Aw, that's, no, that was, that's like vitiligo. On her eye. I think that's sexy as shit. It's spot. No, it's more like uh, barf <laughs> from Spaceballs. That makes it worse, man. Uh, well, you wanted to go down this road. I'm like, she's hot. I love chicks with vitiligo. That's sexy. Uh, vitiligo is fine, but you reference her to John Candy in Spaceballs. Well, you wanted to turn down that uh, spot. She looks like a dog. She looks like she a, does look like a little dog. rascals. With a spot. I no, mean, she don't get me gorgeous. wrong. She is gorgeous. But she's got that. Do you know Domino? Dot. You know Domino from the comics? No, I do not. Then you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know whether I find some a woman attractive or unattractive, and I don't know if my, in my opinion, that a spot over the eye looks like a dog or not. I don't know my own opinion. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she is gorgeous and perfect. Fair enough. And I love her. <laughs> this week. <laughs> We'll see who I'm thinking about next week. I will call you George, and I will love you, and I will pet you, and I will squeeze you. You're such a jerk. She's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. But, I mean, in the comic book, she's, like, kind of opposite. Her, like, skin is white, and she has a black diamond over her. A black diamond? Yeah, kind of diamond shape. And it's kind of diamond shape in okay. the movie. But I think I like the way that they turn it. It looks more like vitiligo. Right on. Which, mutant, you know? Yeah. Awesome. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but I loved her. And you know what? We've all been watching um, the trailers leading up to this. We're yes. S- and in the trailers, they reve- reveal X-Force, and you're like, awesome. Yes, yes we get it. Finally, a, Peter. a different team. And you're like, in the whole Peter thing, everyone loved that. Well, he read the ad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and what they did with them in the movie was brilliant. Oh, my it God. It was so... Brilliant. <laughs> Talk about one of the biggest kick in the balls a movie could give you. <laughs> yeah. It was so brilliant. Anyway, they're jumping into high winds. It's part of the conversation. They're, like, they're worried <laughs> about the high winds. And Deadpool's like, no, nah, you're you scared about some winds. You know, we're about to be badasses and right? stuff like that. And so many of them died. <laughs> it was great because I remember watching the trailer and it was like, fucking Shatterstar? Seriously? Right. It was all about the X Force. <laughs> it was like, but the the lame guy who makes portals with the swords, the mm-hmm. Mojo World guy, but he ended up cracking me up most of all because yeah, he turned into a shattered, shattered star, star goo. <laughs> it was beautiful. And Brad Pitt's cameo oh, as yeah. Vanisher. 
Well, I remember they had they had that scene where they're going through, uh, like, and here's Vanisher. I don't know. I don't think he's shown up yet. He might be running late. You know. I, I don't thought, know. If I thought that was a one time gag, but then the Vanisher. I saw him in the plane. I was like, wait, that parachute. Oh. That must be the vantage. No. <laughs> how they could just go to the softball him in like that? And it's like, right. oh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> now I get it. It all makes sense. Because we're low budget and we can't afford Brad Pitt more than two seconds. But they had that one scene where he's going through the X-Mansion on the thing with Cyclops on, on Professor X's chair. And then it turns into like beast. There's a whole group of X-Men behind him and he closes the door because we don't want to be dealing with that Deadpool bullshit. I read a story this morning on it. About that, talking about that scene, and uh, I can't remember the director's name, but the one who's uh, filming the new X-Men movie that's going to be coming out. Yeah. He filmed that on his set for Deadpool 2. Nice. I just love the cooperation that's going on. And again, I'm going to mention, like I said last week, I think it was last week, that um, I'm looking forward to like a crossover. DC Marvel crossover. That would be awesome. A DC Marvel crossover? Like say after the second Infinity War movie comes out. You know, you could have, like, reality be in flux or something for a while, and you can have people popping over from one side to another. <laughs> right. have DC Marvel crossovers until, like, something, you know, reorders everything. Oh, I that think we're... Awesome. That would be awesome, but I think we're 10 years away from that just because of the legal right. battles that would go, right. ensue from that. Well, I mean, it, DC Marvel, they've worked together before. Come on, we can all be friends and enjoy all of our property together. Yeah, but Let's that's... play with all of our toys. That's DC and Marvel. This is uh, Marvel Studios... And the, I'm not sure if it's DC has a specific studio or not. I mean, I don't follow enough because they're too dark and they haven't put out a good movie you yet. Just, I just reminded myself, I need to look. I think I have a Deadpool action figure from way back in the 90s when he was like first getting popular. Oh, nice. I think I got it somewhere. I got to go scour and look for Is it. Is it still in the package? No, absolutely not. That a boy. What the f- I couldn't imagine that. People who get something in the, like the 1940s or 50s in its package, do you know how much discipline that takes? Oh. Especially in that era. So it's like I bought you that toy. You're never going to take it out of the box. No, right. It's that precious to me. <laughs> and how like insane people must have thought they were. And nowadays, oh. people do it all the time. Right. Oh, I'm never taking it out of the package. I, I can't imagine. It's like okay, I've got this brand new toy. I'm, I'm the type. I'm like a dog chasing a car. I want once I get the car, I'm going to fucking play with it. Exactly. You know, I bought a copy of Avengers number four once. Bet your ass I took that out of the bag. <laughs> Bet your ass I read that boring-ass comic book. That a boy. I just decreased Very the value ter- by $100, but I don't care. Now my stink is on it. <laughs> well, there is always that. It's, I think that was one of the first lessons where, like, at, after, like, Silver Age, don't bother opening them. Because they're horrible. They're so horrible in comparison to, like, uh the way stories were in the Silver Age. I think my Silver Age is my favorite. So. Uh, what was it you were telling me? It was the 1990s that was the uh, yeah. almost the doom of the comics? Yeah, the time when X-Force and Domino and Deadpool all real got, got real popular in Cable. They yeah. had so many comic books with these assholes in them. And I was reading Pitt and Damien Hillstorm. <laughs> I was buying as many old issues of Teen Titans as I could back then. <laughs> Because there is so much of this, like, cable drawn like a giant mountain with this glowing eye. All that Rob Leffield art. It was so, oh, I was like, this is so horrible. And I was just like, I'm just going to go buy some old Legion of Superheroes. I'm going to buy some old Doom Patrol if I can find some. And that's what I did. It's just read old 
I also was a big fan of G.I. Joe back then. G.I. Joe comic book, Semper Fi. I read that. I like war, war stuff. I was, I was that kid. I was the Corey Feldman, this, my Stand By Me group. That's <laughs> nice. That's why you went into the military. Well, yeah. I mean, I did like playing an army and stuff like that. But when I thought thought about it, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get omelets and cappuccino in the morning. Fuck eating out of an MRE. Join the <laughs> Navy. Go Navy. See the world, not just dig holes in random places in it. It's like uh, the. Uh, God, I can't remember this joke, but basically it gets down to uh, one guy from each branch of the uh, armed services is talking about having to go out and spend uh, a survival weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. And they're talking about their tents and what their gear they're having, and you get to the Air Force guy. Where's my hotel room again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got, that was a nice sidetrack. Um, we talked about how most of the X-Force died like almost immediately, which was awesome. Yes. I loved it. Um, holy shit balls. Um, did you notice that music when they first ran into Juggernaut fighting fighting Juggernaut? Oh, God, that was great. Holy shit balls. And I caught it the first time around, and I was I, – because I saw it alone because we had a power outage again before the movie. It was a nightmare. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. But so um, I was seeing it alone, and I just wanted to – turn to somebody but the only person was like this couple that was like right next to me and i couldn't turn to them are they saying holy shit balls <laughs> did and she go down on him in the theater no it wasn't alanis oh cut it out oh call back yeah go watch that episode watch listen to that episode <laughs> you can watch me on youtube i guess madman lowercase on youtube anyway um basic effort no let's go with maximum instinct Anyway, Deadpool was ripped in half. Yes, he in was. In this movie, and he had to grow back his lower half. Legs and dong. Now, I want you to think about that hand in the first movie. Right. How that process went. Yeah. Slow and baby hand. Yeah. So we're talking baby legs. Baby penis. Baby dog. Probably no hair. Probably not. And he did a leg cross moment. <laughs> that was straight out of Basic Instinct. Yes. And it was beautiful. Not because I like seeing Deadpool's dick or anything like that. Well, but you couldn't. I looked away. But I was looked away because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> because, of course, Deadpool would do that. Of course. And, I, th- I mean, I really thought that Shatterstar Shatterstarring into goo. Mm-hmm. I thought that was probably the funniest moment in the movie. But I, when I saw it. That I was just like, okay, you topped yourself. You topped yourself. Deadpool goes Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have done it with less of the, oh, Vanessa, I miss you so much. Nora, I want you back. And it's like, you know, find a Kaylee. That's just me. You know, I also read another article today. I did work, I swear to God. But, uh huh. No, huh. So, uh, but they were talking about how them killing off his girlfriend was just another case of fridging a female character in a movie. I'm bringing it up, not to talk about it, just to say, yeah, it's out there. Uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with, like, how involved, like, the the actress wants to be. Yeah. Right. Um, for example, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, and you know, like, in the third Iron Man, she was like, are you willing to do all this CGI bullshit that, like, these other people do? And, oh, I'll give it a try. And then after, like, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, 
it, it really depends on the actress. And uh, I, I was, what is it, Thor Ragnarok? Kate uh, Blanchett, she's all down with the CGI stuff. Right. You know, she can act in that kind of environment, and so that's she's down for it. And she was hella hot. And hella hot. <laughs> and I hope to see her again. I do too. Because that woman has got years on her, but wow. Yeah. You wear it well, madam. She's like a fine wine. She gets better oh, with yeah. age. Anyway, uh, maximum instinct. It, yeah, ripped in half. How much pain you dealing with on a daily basis? Hey, how come Deadpool gets all lovey-dovey with head trauma? Every time he gets something plunged in his head, he gets <laughs> super lovey-dovey. Right. You know, and so that's kind of weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even I, it uh, kind of lends itself to his sexuality, I guess. Right, but, but even contract killers have their soft side. <laughs> it just takes a knife through the head in order to bring it out. <laughs> you, you plunge something in that dude's head, and he's just like, oh, "I love the whole world," you know. And it's just like that's how you beat him. Yeah, Keep so shoving if, stuff in his head until he's like, "Oh, I love you, man." There you go. That's how we cure serial killers. We just start plunging knives in their head. <laughs> Hashtag don't do that at home. Yeah, don't do that at home. My God. Uh, anyway, um, and the end, the end credits, or the, what's that, the last plate? The uh, post-credit scene? Yeah, where, uh, Negasonic TH Warhead and her pal, Yuki. Yukio, yo, I don't know. I think it was Yuki. All I know is she was cute, and I was distracted by her smile. I wait. Yeah, she's just, yeah. And, uh, they're, they're fixing cables, like, time machine. Right. Wristwatch. Giving it to Deadpool. You know, it's just like, ooh, that's a bad idea. That's what I thought at first. That's a bad idea. And then after everything I saw, I was like, no, that's a good idea. That's the right. mother of bad ideas. <laughs> well, I thought about it in retrospect. As it was going on, I was thinking, wait a minute. The Infinity Stones are in play. Right. None of this probably matters at all. Right. So, and, and maybe that will fix the fact, because if I'm not mistaken, mind you, I'm nowhere near as in tune with the comic books as you are. But isn't Deadpool's uh, fiance? eventually become a superhero herself in her own right? Uh, yeah. Maybe that's how they bring her back into it. it. It could be. It's possible, but it depends on the actress, Marina Baccarin. Right. You know, if are you willing so to do all that? So hot. Yes, she is, but are you willing to do that kind of that kind of work? Right. Kate Blanchett style. And then she may she may say, I cannot do Kate Blanchett. And like, who knows what it's like. That's a bold thing to say. I can do Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, we love you Kate yeah so yeah uh, he's fixing the timeline and so we're going to talk about the scenes that we saw it was like once he got this time travel thing he went back and he what did he do he shot Deadpool in Wolverine Origins mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says to Logan says to Wolverine it's like sorry just cleaning up the timeline <laughs> it puts like a whole clip into that Ryan Reynolds Deadpool character for right. that movie which loved that uh, yeah, loved that fans wanted that for years exactly and then it's a cut to Ryan Reynolds reading the Green Lantern script saying to himself welcome to the big time buddy and then pow <laughs> and the shot is from the other side of the script right and it zooms through that into Ryan Reynolds head with a bullet hole in his head right and Deadpool standing behind him, and then Ryan Reynolds falls down. And he goes, "You're welcome, Canada." <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> it 
excuse me, but that was effing brilliant. Yes. You know? And since the time stone is in play, reality stone is in play, it doesn't really matter at all. You know? I mean... Talk about the mother of all callbacks. Exactly. And it's it's so forth wall breaking. It's so meta. Yes. That it's exactly along Deadpool's lines. It kind of made up for the fact... That it was he was suicidal in the beginning, and it's the saddest I've ever been at a Marvel movie. Right, and they, there's that whole theory that Deadpool is his most profound when he's had everything taken away from him. Well, you're stripping the character of a lot of depth if, and a lot of story if you're doing that. Because how many times can you take everything away from this guy? Yeah, I mean, it, it, especially with somebody who's so hard to really take their life away from. Right. Um. It's kind of like an opposite Superman. It's like, instead of, you, you can't kill Superman. That's just, I could make him weak with this green stuff I found that fell from the sky. But but Deadpool is like, you rip him in half. <laughs> right. How come the other half didn't grow a new one? Maybe. Scary. Maybe it all has to do with the, the brain. Probably. You'd have to, but I mean, he's been but, stabbed in the brain. He's but been the, but then again, incinerated. There's the whole concept of like, what is it? One of the comics, Wolverine regenerated from a single drop of blood? Yeah. There's got to be a way to kill him. Maybe Thanos would do it. Maybe. Maybe he's one of the ones who died when he snapped C- his fingers. C- Cable said that he's dead in the future. Yeah. And that their generation screwed everything up. And I, I love that line. That's my favorite <laughs> Cable line. Because your generation fucked everything up real royally. Damn millennials. (laughs) That's my favorite cable line. Oh, it's a good movie. It's not the best. It's not Deadpool 1. Yeah, it's certainly not. But the soundtrack works. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, And there wasn't as much fourth wall breaking in this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, because kind of Deadpool was kind of having to talk to actual other characters a right. lot. And uh, in Deadpool 1, there was plenty of time of brief asides. And even then, they I think that they brought Dopinder in to... Um, Give him some human interaction. Somebody, yeah, other than just talking to the camera, basically. And what's wrong with Dopinder? I, yeah, I lost a lot of respect for Dopinder. Yeah. I... I he in the first one he was the average guy, the every everyday man just trying to make his way through the world, and now all of a sudden I want to end on this. And I'm just like no. he just wants to kill. No, but then he did make that that joke. Where it was like because uh, what's his name Kevin? What was that guy's name? Peter. Peter. Because Peter, and he's like, oh, I just saw the ad. I wanted. He's like, you're in. And he's like, come on. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they told him no. Come on. They were trying to say they were looking out for you, Dopinder. They were trying to save your innocence. <laughs> they don't know Peter. They'll throw him to the wolves or the wind in this case. Also, uh, apparently, he goes back and saves Vanessa with that time thing. Right. And he saves Peter. No one else. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Liked Peter, Why but Peter? nobody else. Well, the, the, let's go into this in the double entendre. Deadpool likes his Peter. I guess. I guess. <laughs> you think he just said you're in because his name's Peter? Yeah, he's definitely on our team. You're right. We gotta have a Peter. See, that's the problem with somebody who who you can rip apart and grows back. You know, you can incinerate him and he comes back. Is like he is clearly insane. And so yeah. and every other character in the Marvel Universe thinks he's insane because he's constantly talking to the camera in this world that we actually are watching. Right. 
his and, life of, you know. And they think he's just talking to nobody. And that's what's so meta about Deadpool. And so I think that they did that very well. I give it 9 of 13 stars. 9 of 13. What do you give it? Uh, I don't have your elaborate 13 star Rated thing. it however you want. I'll give it a uh, 7.5 out of 10. I like that. I like that. So, Yanni or Laurel? Is it Yanni or is it Laurel? It's this year's blue dress thing. I don't know if you heard about it. No. Well, it's this audio clip. I don't have it. I don't want to play it. Fair enough. Because it's stupid. All right. Um, just do, do a Wikipedia search on psycholinguistics and you'll figure out what this is all about. Psycholinguistics. This already okay. sounds interesting. Yeah, psycholinguistics is a is a way to manipulate the way people hear by modulating the way you speak. There's lots of science. Anyway, um, do you ever watch a show called Arrested Development? I have. Okay, there's this character on the show. Uh, he went to uh, yeah, he did his, his residency, I think, at Mass uh, Massachusetts University, and he did his fellowship of psycholinguistics at MIT. He ended up wanting to be an actor. Everyone thinks that he's saying gay stuff, but okay, he's the, not gay. What's his name? I have no idea. Tobias Funke. Dr. Tobias Funke, who specialized in psycholinguistics, is going around saying things like, even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck it up. <laughs> I, I figure if I blew myself early, you know, I'd be ready for a 9 o'clock dinner reservation. Oh, it's like uh, Raj from... Uh Big Bang Theory. It says shit like that. Exactly. It's, it's psycholinguistics. That's what that is. It's trying to make somebody think that you're gay. Because he keeps protesting, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. But he keeps saying this stuff. Right. Just to fuck with people. Dude, do you hear what's coming out of your mouth? <laughs> so, you know what you do is you get a tape recorder. You get a tape recorder to record yourself all day. And even when he does that, he goes, uh, I've been in the film industry for a while, but I can't seem to get one in the can. <laughs> and he's like... Uh, Oh, I would I wouldn't mind kissing that man between the cheeks, so to speak, out of context. He goes, Tobias, you blow hard. <laughs> That's psycholinguistics at its basest. Right. All right. But I mean there are ways to like manipulate the way people hear things. So uh if you, you want if you care about this stuff because uh it's just a matter of how your brain works, it's it's the blue dress or gold dress thing. Yeah. You know, it's okay. it's tricks to fool your senses. And this one, it happens to be auditory. I mean, and that's all it is in many ways, unless you want to talk about the hum. All reality or, is sensual perception anyway. Or if you want to talk about uh, extremely low frequency, or if you want to talk about... Uh, the brown note? The brown note. The holy grail of audio. There it was. That's the brown note. <laughs> Those of you who have been waiting yeah. for the uh, on-air fart after it. his 10th uh, subscriber, that was not it. I got to, like, blindfold you one of these days. You think I don't know the difference between a real fart and a fake fart? <laughs> who doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> um. So, apparently, I'm going to see Solo this week, the Star Wars story. Ah. I just want to talk briefly on this, around five minutes or so. Um. My bar is real low on this one. All right. So that's probably that probably means that, you know, once I see it, I'm going to come back and talk on the show about Solo and be real happy about it because I really am not expecting much. 
Well, expect nothing, and you're always pleasantly surprised. Uh, it's just, from, I guess, from the trailers I've seen, it's like, I guess this isn't what I want to see. Um, but they they are kind of skewing it in a sort of um, serenity kind of right. way. I'm putting a group, crew together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're honest outlaws, that kind of bullshit. And I'm, I guess I can get down for that. But Honest I mean, outlaws. But, I mean, I just, I kind of want to, like, Go to see that movie with Han, with uh, what's his name, Harrison Ford. <laughs> That'd be the person. I w- yes. Yeah, I'd want to do some like a bunch of shots with him, and go see Solo with Harrison Ford. But it, I would love to see a hot, like they get Harrison Ford to do a commentary, video commentary. Oh, that would be great. If he's anything like uh, a Mark Hamill is, he's going to be disappointed with the w- direction they've taken the characters. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when Rogue One came out. The trailers did not interest me in any way, shape, or form. It took me probably six months to finally watch it. And I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's the best one of the, uh, the uh, Star Wars movies that Disney has released yet. Right. So maybe uh, Solo will be a sleeper. But since it's one of the main characters that we all know and love, I feel we're going to be disappointed. You're going to have a bunch of fanboys who are like, Solo wouldn't do that. It'd be, it'd be, just, it'd be like the Hans Han shooting first, first yeah, thing. Or that's not how it happened. That's not, you know. Plus, additionally, there's all this. Um, back before we had movies, new Star Wars movies, and the property was limited. Mm-hmm. There was some property that was called canon. Right. At one time, they were put out in things called books, small rectangular objects. They don't make any BBB. Yeah, top to bottom, left to right, front to back. Yeah, it involves reading. Yes. Requires a little effort on your part. Almost a lost art in this country. <sighs> Almost, and um. It just seems to me that throwing all that away was a bad idea. Yeah. Because they wanted their writers to go in their direction and stuff like that. And all all that old canon I really enjoyed, and people spent a lot of time immersing themselves in that. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's a little bit of a betrayal to, especially following um, the episodes one through three. Yeah. You know, after one through three, then you're going to like, no, we're not going to use this canon stuff that we had been writing about for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comic books and regular books and all over the place. And yeah. Fanfic, you know, that became Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what was cool about it before these movies came out. And was, now we feel betrayed. It was the biggest middle finger to all these writers and yeah. creators. It's like, yeah. Uh, we don't need any of that. Fuck you yeah. and your work. Yeah, we don't need any of that. Because we know better because we are Disney no, it's and because we own all. No, because there was a bunch of writers who said, no, we want to write our own Star Wars story. Think of all the nerds in that writer's room who's like, finally, I can write a script for Star Wars? No, I'm not, no. Admiral yeah. Thrawn, fuck that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no way. We're not going to do that bullshit. I'm putting, I'm I'm putting my, my, my Star, mark yeah, my on Star, Star Wars, Wars story. <laughs> And Why? Because I must show you all how tiny my penis really is. I'm going to show you. I can do it. I'm, a, I'm the new George Lucas. That's what they're all hoping for. Yes. They want to write the best Star Wars script. And even George Lucas isn't George Lucas. No, he doesn't care anymore. I wonder what... he. I would like to go see Solo with him, too. Like, <laughs> that'd be the group to go with. Harrison Ford and George Lucas going... I wish watching I, Solo. I wanted to watch uh, The Last Jedi with him. And the portrayal of Luke. See, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Last Jedi. Oh, shut up! Please. Yeah, I don't. You know, no spoilers for me. Why have you not watched this yet? It's one of those things where I didn't get dragged to a theater to see it. 
So if it's not on my video provider, uh, I haven't seen. Fair enough. Plus, I can't stop watching YouTube. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, yes, YouTube it is. is awesome. It is. And now they've got YouTube TV, and they've uh, almost hooked me in with Cobra Kai. They keep throwing those trailers in my face, and it's like, oh, new Karate Kid shit with the original guys? I want to see it, but I'm not paying you no, guys $10 no. a month. No. I've already paid you with sitting and watching ads. Right. And demonetizing videos like mine. So, yeah. up your nose with a rubber hose, YouTube. Or is that just a challenge to up our content? Eh. I think our content's okay. You want to get into the news worth knowing? Sure. Got about 15 minutes left. I want to talk about another man stripping down at a fast food restaurant. Man strips down on a roof at Wendy's, has a four-hour standoff with the cops. <laughs> an irate Wendy's customer managed to get the entire restaurant shut down on Saturday night after climbing up to the roof, stripping to his underwear, and screaming at people walking by. <laughs> eh, I guess it's better than shooting the place up. Yeah. Yeah. Timothy Weber, 30, 31, reportedly climbed atop of a Wendy's in St. Augustine, Florida. Following an argument, it's it was hot. St. Augustine, Florida, it's hot. Trust me, yeah. I bet. Uh, he had an argument with someone inside the restaurant, according to witnesses for the Miami Herald. Uh, police ro- responded to the scene at roughly seven eighteen p.m. Action News Jacks reported it unclear whether Weber had been wearing his clothes when he ascended the roof or if he disrobed at the top of the restaurant. Photographs and footage taken outside the Wendy's appear to show the man perched over the entrance. With his back to onlookers and police. An officer later attempted to scale a ladder and speak with Weber on the roof. But was stopped by Weber, who was holding a large block of wood over his head, threatening to hit him with it. So he's trying to smack the officer with his wood. (laughs) You really love those penis jokes. Well, I'm low collar, what can I say? (laughs) Blue collar. Uh, Weber later used the same block of wood to smash lights along the ledge's roof. (laughs) Doing about $2,000 worth of damage. Police say Weber finally climbed down from the roof after did four you and a half say, hours. Did you say smashing those lights with the block of wood? Yeah. So he was smashing things with his wood. Yes, he was smashing it. He was arrested and charged of criminal mischief and assault on an officer or firefighter. During the ordeal, St. John's County Sheriff's Department confirmed the man was a despondent. An alert posted to Twitter, writing that they were working to reach to this individual and get him necessary, the, the necessary help he needs. So he's... He was depressed, almost suicidal. I get it. But, I mean, it's better than shooting the place up. I agree. Uh, If you get depressed and suicidal, instead of grabbing a gun and going somewhere and shooting somebody. Go get naked at a fucking Taco Bell. Way more fun. (laughs) What a better story. Oh, exactly. No need to get a gun. You You can make your needs known in a very crazy way. I'd prefer this way. Me personally. Right. No, I'm not going to go to shoot somebody. It's like, wh- I'm going to go wave my, uh, wave my meat and potato burrito at people. <laughs> that's how it's done. That's, <laughs> the, that's how you make a tube steak. Have fun with it. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to jail. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> you feel like you have nothing to lose. That's what I suggest. Don't do something that's going to get somebody killed. You know, just act crazy. Go to Bed Bath & Beyond and just... Strip down naked. Sleep on the fucking beds. That's a better story than a fast food restaurant. Just, you know, time yourself. Have somebody time you. So you how fast can I get undressed? <laughs> Run around the bed, bath, and beyond and get dressed and get out of there. See how close you can hit the quagmire from uh, pants to unpants in 
you, point yeah. one second. Yeah, use your don't give a fuck for more fun purpose. That's what I'm saying. You know, have fun with it. Get, go crazy with your madness. I did. So I rolled. That's why we're here. And here we are. Um, veteran is kicked off a ride at Six Flags uh, for not having real legs. All right, oh. retired. Yeah. Well, you know, there's practical things. Hold on. Retired U.S. Marine bomb technician jo- Johnny Joey Jones. Wow. Uh, Did Stanley create his name? Yeah, I think it's a Stanley creation. Kidding. He's a real guy, real veteran who lost both of his legs to an IED while serving in Afghanistan. God bless him. Thank Memorial you for your service, sir. Yep. Memorial Day is coming up. Hope it's a good one. Uh, he's calling six on Six Flags to treat people who share his condition with the same care and thoughtfulness as other park goers after he was kicked off a ride for not having, quote, real legs. Uh, Jones, who walks on two prosthetics legs, prosthetic legs, uh, further claimed he had he had been permitted onto similar rides at theme parks, including Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and Disney World, without issue. Uh, they look for a way to accommodate me, not a way to restrict me just because of liability, Jones said during an appearance of Tuesday's Fox and Friends. Hey, there was a Deadpool joke about Fox and Friends. Pop the hate yes, breaks, Fox and Friends. <laughs> Excellent joke, Fox. Well done. <laughs> uh, Jones first uh, brought the, his issue with Six Flags to light on Sunday, telling his Twitter followers that he had just got kicked off a ride at Six Flags over Georgia. There we by, go. Yeah, you're wondering where. Uh, by a teenage employee who noticed his prosthetic legs just as he was about to be seated. Nah, bro, you got to have two real legs, the employee told him. I guess that's the most nerf way to say it, uh, He's uh, Jones said on his Twitter account. Uh, Six Flags issued an apology to Jones on Monday, saying we apologize to Mr. Jones for any inconvenience. However, to ensure safety, guests with certain disabilities are restricted for riding certain rides and attractions. Our accessibility policy includes ride safety guidelines and the requirements of the Federal American Disabilities Act. Pretty, pretty, pretty tight there, Six Flags. After all, I mean, um, a lot of these rides are designed for people with legs. I mean, when it comes to like a lap bar, just holding you in some of these roller coasters. Right. Um, that could be very dangerous to somebody without legs. Right, but those legs are attached very securely. How? Exactly. So, I mean, it could just be something you need on the floorboards for people who are in his uh, condition. Right. It's something he can hook his, he suppose he's got those fast running things. If you're going to an amusement park, you're going to do a lot of walking. You want to cover distance, hit all the rides before everybody else. So you, you got those running legs, right? No. Uh, you know how expensive those things are? Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, there should be something for them to secure them in place so they can enjoy the ride. After all, the man's a veteran. Right. You know. Shame on them for... Well, I mean, it's just like... I, mean, I guess it's kind of a gray thing. I mean, they should have found some way to let him on there instead of embarrassing him. Because, let's well, face it, if you're... Oh, I don't you're think with... it's embarrassing him. I, mean, I think that was a very politic thing to say. Um, it's like his quote. He said, you can't... Um, I'm trying to find his quote. This is uh, what he said. So my message to Six Flags is, I don't hate you. I don't want to tell people not to go there. I want you to apply the same type of care and thoughtfulness that Universal Studios, Disney SeaWorld, and everywhere else I've gone and ridden roller coasters and done so safely. I want you to play, apply the same knowledge and expertise that they apply, he said. The only prohibiting factor is the fact that the lap bar for those sho- or those shoulder hardens, harnesses can't function as designed, and my body will allow that. 
shoulder harnesses are a different thing than like lap bars. Right. All right. They can hold them in. And so uh, I think the issue is, is that like 10 years ago, our world was less handy accessible. Right. Than it was, than it is now. Mm-hmm. And now their world is opening up, which is great. And we should do that. Absolutely. And so now we're talking about people with disabilities who should be able to ride a roller coaster. They should be, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't think it's asking much to, you know, put the effort into that. Right. I mean, this man lost his legs in service of this country. Regardless of any disability. Well, yeah, but I'm just specifically speaking about this guy. So you definitely, they should definitely accommodate this. But a person who was born with a disability wants to say, well, you were born this way, so therefore you cannot enjoy it. No, that's not right either. Therefore, you accommodate these people. You know what? They've, they're customers just like everybody else. They want to come there. They're willing to spend their hard-earned money in order to experience the experience you want to put out there. And to limit that to them because of this, uh, they're uh, – they're, yeah. I, I don't want to say disability, disability yeah. because it sounds they're, insensitive. They're, they're special abilities. Right. They're superpowers. Yes, they're superpowers. I like that. Because of their superpowers is overlooking a demographic of that they're willing to come there. They chose you. Feel special. They chose you. Well, it's just, I think it's good that we've gotten more handy, handicapable, accessible. There you go. If you will. In the years to the point where somebody could say, hey, man, we need to fix these roller coasters so I can ride them. I think that that's cool. I think that that's progress. And I think that's a very benign, progressive mm-hmm. stance to take. Right. You know. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, lap bars are dangerous anyway. People slip out of those all the time. All the time. So, maybe we should, if you had just had more over-the-shoulder harnesses, boom, right. problem, problem solved. Over-the-shoulder in, combi- uh, in combination lap, with lap bars? Lap bars, yeah. Yeah. Way better. Safe, secure, and no one goes splat. It is Six Flags, after all. I've spent a lot of time at Six Flags St. Louis, and I, I like the park. But some of their rides are a little dangerous. Exactly. All right, we've got about five minutes left. I want to get in these two last stories. Uh, South Carolina grocery store censors summa cum laude on graduation cake, family says. Listen to this. South Carolina grocery store censors the words on a cake that was requested for a homeschool graduate. <laughs> A woman claimed Monday. Kara Kaczynski's son, Jacob, graduated from Christian-based homeschool program Saturday. When she decided to order a cake through the public's website, uh, she was told that profane language was prohibited. WCIV-TV reported. Uh, she said she clarified her order with special instruction. The website had censored me, Kaczynski added, saying that she included the link to another website where the term summa cum laude was defined. Kaczynski's husband later picked up the cake from the West Ashley supermarket, but didn't know the bakers had admitted the word cum with hyphens. That's C-U-M. Right. So they just put dash, dash, dash on the cake. Oh, God. Summa dash Dash. laude. The cake experience was kind of frustrating and humiliating because I had to explain to my friends and family what that meant. (laughs) And they were giggling uncontrollably. At least my friends were. Jacob Kaczynski told the station, well, I guess I'm your friend, Jacob, because I'm laughing too. A manager apologized and offered a refund for the cake, according to WCIV-TV. The family said they were looking forward to their son attending Wingate University in the fall. They didn't want to write cum on the cake because the person who was hired for that particular job thought it was nasty. They didn't want to come on a cake. I'm not putting come on no cake. 
I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> oh, Pip. Yeah, everyone loves Pip. I just thought it was hilarious that this is where they drew the line. Right. You know, it's not, they're not asking for a dick-shaped cake. Right. Does that it's, mean? It's Latin. You should know that that is Latin. So does that mean in order to get a cake that says summa cum laude on it, they needed to go to an erotic cake provider? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, good Lord. But, I mean, it's just somebody who didn't know. It's like, I don't know what this means. Summa cum laude. Summa cum laude. That sounds dirty. Semi cum load? Is that what they thought it said? <laughs> it could be. It could be. So he only, they're celebrating the fact that he only partially came? What? I don't, ban it. <laughs> you want to hear about the coolest woman ever? Of course I do. Pennsylvania teen brings Danny DeVito cut out to prom. <laughs> Look at this picture. She's even got like a boot. What's that called? A boutonniere? A boutonniere. A boutonniere and a tie around his neck. <laughs> Callbacks. He's got a penis hanging off his neck. <laughs> exactly. When Allison Kloss couldn't find a suitable guy to bring her to senior prom, the Carlisle, Pennsylvania student took matters into her own hands. She bought one. <laughs> the 17-year-old... Attended the big dance Friday night with a cardboard cutout of Danny DeVito, the hair suit, 73-year-old actor famous for his roles in films like Get Shorty and Batman, as well as his gnarly troll foot and his toe knife. <laughs> I considered other ce- celebrities like Bill Nye the Science Guy, she tells the post. It must have been a tough call. It must have been a tough call. Oh, man. But many of them uh, would have required making a custom-made cutout in a... I'm not about the money life, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> She's awesome. Yes. But Klaus found a shocking, shockingly wide variety of pre-made Danny DeVito cutouts on Amazon. <laughs> 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 wow, there's plenty of them. And she ended up uh, getting one for, for $100. I think Danny DeVito's hilarious, she says. Well, you know what? He is hilarious. He Look, is. She's got all these pictures with him and stuff like that. Having a blast with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. The teen oh. dressed up her cardboard date with a tie from her brother's closet and a boutonniere. She duct taped him to a cheap plastic scooter, which she wheeled around <laughs> using a leash. <laughs> I love this girl's personality. Exactly. During the lead up to prom night, she tried to keep her date's identity a secret. My parents and a few friends knew. My mom was a little skeptical, and my friends thought the concept was amusing. But to be honest, I don't think they thought I was actually going to go through with it. <laughs> You mean that wasn't a joke? Yeah, but she did, and DeVito, DeVito ended up being the life of the party with teens lining up to take selfies. That is so <laughs> awesome. Klaus allowed the photo ops and wouldn't let anyone else dance with her man. Oh. I was afraid he'd get broken, she said. <laughs> Don't take my man. He's old. You know. uh. Barring one awkward moment, Klaus yanked on her date's leash a little too hard, and DeVito's face planted onto, the, onto his rear end. Well, you know, Danny. You know, he got a little drunk. It, he's like it, a, it's prom. He's like a weeble wobble. He has face plants on his rear end. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're an ass face, you can. Oh, he face plat. He no, he face planted onto her rear end. My mistake. <laughs> oh, so he was trying to eat her ass. Claus said that she he was a perfect gentleman. Uh-huh. That's that's her response. That sounds like tossing salad right. to me. He was certainly less taxing than a real guy. <laughs> you are so right. Yes, you wonderful woman. Wonderful woman. 
Making things work with a human date can be so exhausting, she says. Danny's not like that. Danny. <laughs> Danny's not like that. He just goes with the flow. We never argue, never fight. Plus, he treats me the way a woman should be treated. Okay. Yeah, he never touched her, I guess. The teen plans to attend Gettysburg College in the fall and major in film and media studies. And Okay. Now it all makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yes. In the meantime, she's enjoying her newfound internet fame and hopes that the news reaches DeVito himself. Me, too. That would be awesome. As an aspiring filmmaker, be a huge, it would be huge to be acknowledged by a legend like him. I hope so. If that you're Danny so DeVito, cool. how could you not be right. just like, yes, ingratiated? It's like, especially, yeah, that's fucking cool. Especially when you had that thing where you thought Charlie was dead and he made a fake Charlie and like to talk to Charlie and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. I know that Danny gets it just like I get it in the way this wonderful, awesome woman gets it anyway we're about one minute over um this has been shock monkey radio i hope you enjoyed sorry for spoilers and so forth but uh be sure to check us out on facebook shock monkey radio redux uh check out fxpg pirate Ra- uh, public radio's other shows excuse me <laughs> oh, uh, yeah look for uh, me on youtube search for the madman lowercase i am the madman and i love you who are you i am the hill hippie again i will be on social media soon and i wish you all peace and love